Welcome to EWM Insights. This is Paul Ellis, Managing Director of Ellis Wealth Management, where we encourage you to invest in what you love. Through Insights, we look at ways to make our world richer through focusing on, sharing, and developing human capital. All right. Well, Matt Martin, what an absolute honor. Thank you for being with me today. Truly appreciate being able to spend time with you. Thanks for having me, Paul. And you are just one one busy guy. One busy guy. You you run you have um you run the State Farm here in Muckleteo. Matt Martin mm-hmm. State Farm, right? Um you're the president of the Chamber of Commerce and you've done that yep. for more than one term, <laughs> right? Many. You uh, are the uh, leader in a band, a very popular band called Legacy. Um, yep. You also volunteer with the police department. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Oh my God! All right. So that's 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 a lot. That's a, and, and you have a family life. So. <laughs> Matt Martin, thank you for carving out time time for me today. Um, you bet. If you would share a little bit about your path, I mean, how did you become a business owner in mm-hmm. in State Farm? You know, why insurance? And you know, just mm-hmm. kind of bring us through up up to this point. Yeah. Uh, well, again, thanks for having me, Paul. I will make time for you always, man. Um, so it's I gr- I grew up back in Bloomington, Illinois. That's where the headquarters of State Farm is, and Many of my friends growing up, high school, where their dads worked for State Farm or moms. And uh, so my mom worked for State Farm a little bit later in her life. And so I really have been a State Farm brat for years. And um, um, back when I was, we were kids, my very best friend, you know, when we were kids riding, you know, bicycles around together, we said, oh, someday we'll be State Farm agents together and we'll share an office. Well, that was, that was 45 years ago, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, it's long story. I I got I found myself in the Pacific Northwest. I uh, we had a family business for a while back in the Midwest. Uh, my dad's a pastor, was a pastor, and so he took a job in Oregon. I followed, graduated from Oregon State, and it just State Farm's always been in the family, and so I started in claims. I walked with my graduating class in June of 95 and started in State Farm Claims later that month. Wow. So really from from college to career, um, I can remember saying several times, I will never sell insurance for a living. I can remember saying that. And then just so happens that in the claims office in which I worked, there was what State Farm used to call agency managers, and their job was to recruit and hire new agents. And this is when I first started. So I was 23, 24. And there was a gentleman who kept saying, geez, Matt, you have the personality for it. You really should look into agency. And I said, Corky, no, never. 
So it's a lesson in life and business and whatever, never say never. Um, I was in claims and claims management for 10 years and then took the plunge into agency and effectively moved up to Muckleteo in probably November of 1999, opened my doors uh, January 1st of 2000. Wow. So it's 21 years, man. It's been a, it's been a great gig. Wow. So when you started in claims, you really know from the time somebody calls in and says, um, you're not going to believe this, <laughs> all right? You know how how the whole process works. Yeah, and just like every other industry, um, you know, I, I haven't been in claims for 22 years, and that includes a year of training for agency, but um, the the fundamentals haven't changed. A lot of the protocols have in processing and handling. But I think one of uh, a real blessing on my, you know, if you're one of my clients is I do know the game. I do know where, you know, what buttons to push if necessary, what, where to apply pressure if necessary. Because after all, uh, we're all nice people, but it's when you need me the most that we need to step up and take care of our folks. And so having that claims experience um, has been instrumental in, in our success so far. Wow. Well, that's great. Now, you have a passion for music as well as community involvement. Now, you've also been the citizen of the year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and running this business of yours. So how do you manage all three or four? You know, it's I have taken a different approach than many of my peers. Um, and I... I have just, I decided even before I started my business, you know, the state farm having us write business plans and how much are you going to spend on marketing material, you know, mail and blah, 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 and all that. And no one really liked my answer um, when I was going through the training period, because my answer was, I will be the majority of my marketing and I will, I will develop relationships in the community. I will be involved. And, um, you know, you and I spoke some time ago about human capital. That's what I have been leveraging for 20 some years with my business. And that is, you know, the old adage, people do business with people they know and they like. And I've tried to be that person involved in as much as I can be um, helping people because that's why we're here at the end of the day is we're here to help each other. And so it's been um, it's been a fantastic marketing plan. I haven't spent a fraction of the money on marketing materials such as, you know, mailers and, and advertisements in the paper and all that as some of my peers. Mm -hmm. And we are growing uh, more rapidly than they have. And so um, a little different. Um, this town has been easy to do that in because it's a very supportive, tight-knit community for the most part. And so just getting involved and, you know, getting to know the people. and so. With regard to how do I do it, it's it's about finding a balance between what your passion is. My passion is talking to people and getting to know people and serving people. My passion is not entering applications for auto insurance. I have people that do that because I suck at that. What I'm good at is bringing people in the door, and 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 so if I'm if my chair isn't if I'm not in my chair maybe three hours of the day, I'm usually out of the office meeting people. 
and finding out how I can be involved in their nonprofit and and so forth and so on. And and so again, it's it's a, a long answer to a short question, but um, I guess finding the balance is being conscientious of what I'm passionate about, how it affects. I've involved my daughter in the band, which is a huge blessing. It's the same with my daughter who's 17 and uh, my 26 year old, she comes into the office and works occasionally and we do, we vacation as a family. So um, I am busy, like you said, but I do find time um, to, to spread the wealth of my, of my time. Well, that is, it sounds to me like you've got all the ducks going, flying in the same direction, right? So your passions, your involvement, and your work are all going in the same direction. Do I do I have that right? Yeah, my dad used to give me a, a an example of a uh, horse and carriage. If there's four horses, um, and they're they're all going the same direction, we're good. If one of the four horses decides to change their mind and go the other direction, there's a good chance the wagon's going to turn over. So um, it's a, it's a dance some days to keep all the horses in the right direction. But I mean, who's, who doesn't face that kind of challenge? So that's, that's, I like that. The four horses. Yeah. And they're your horses and they're the yes, same. They're part of the team. Excellent. Not, not the four horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> they're, your, they're your horses. I like that. I like that. So, yes, what, yes. so what are the, some of the skill sets that you believe has helped you become successful in, you know, a rather short period of time, shall we say, in a community that can know, a small communities are fabulous because you get to know people. They can also mm-hmm. be challenging because you get to know people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, it's, um, I honestly, I don't want to be hyperbolic here or anything like that, but it's, I'm, I've been blessed with a personality and a personal philosophy that if, if you give of yourself and expect nothing in return, the dividends that you'll receive back will be tenfold what you ever imagined, you know, that could come. And you know, my parents taught me that, and it just works. I'm an I'm an example of that, and so um, I have spent a ton of time and effort being involved in the chamber, the Kiwanis, the the Lighthouse Festival, the the police department, and have developed such great relationships, trust trustworthy relationships where. Um, you know, like I said, we don't do a lot of we we've never cold called. Not once in 21 years, I've never asked my people to pick up the phone and give them a phone book. We've never done that. Mm-hmm. We have built this business solely, well, 99% on referrals because of what I'm involved in. You know, oh, yeah, your daughter played soccer with mine and I saw you at the soccer field every time supporting the team. Oh, you sponsored the team. You're a good guy. Let's, it sounds silly, but it's a reality for this enterprise. And this person, it's just been that way. So there's no magic to what I've done. You know, I don't have a special algorithm that tells me how much mail to send out. Mm-hmm. If I'm passionate about something like helping people, I get involved. It pays dividends from a business standpoint. And more importantly, it pays dividends from a spiritual standpoint, emotional. You know, I can tell you stories where I've been in tears, where, you know, kids have said things to me that I'm like, I'm not the one that's benefiting tonight. 
you know, or, or you're not the one, I'm the one mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. heart, it's making me a better person. And so again, don't want to sound cliche or, or spout hyperbole. It, that's what, that's the way it is. Well, that's, yeah, it's, you've done a terrific job. It's a, ter- you've done a terrific job. And there may be people who are interested in getting into the insurance business like you. Um, mm-hmm. What would you suggest if, they were interested. I mean, what advice would you give someone to per, that's interested in pursuing um, mm-hmm. insurance? I would say work diligently to prevent insurance from becoming a commodity. And it's, it's still a service and it's a relationship business. Um, yes, there's a section of society who is totally fine never talking to a human person, um, buying something online. Um, even those very smart folks, when the rubber meets the road sometime, they do need someone to talk to. So I would say work diligently again to keep insurance from becoming a commodity by developing good relationships. And that way, you know, we have a term in the insurance business called lapse can. It's lapse cancellation rate. It's sort of like, you know, are you keeping an eye on the back door? You know, we're, we, we can still concentrate on the front door. Like who's coming in? If we fail to keep an eye and love on the people that we have, the back door might start swinging open. Right. And so right. we've historically had a very low lapse cancellation rate because we truly think of it as family and it's relationship. So it's kind of like a deposit. No, that's, that's great. I think it's, there's kind of a deposit when someone's depositing into insurance, they're, it's in case of, right? That's right. And then that's right. And then you get the call, and it's kind of like I've been purchasing this on layaway. I now need this, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. um, no one really brags about premiums. I mean, what they paid for insurance um, when they're needing to make that call. Correct. Right. That's where the yeah. that's where the product really comes in or the service really comes in. Right. You know, that's a good assessment. The, the product is the contract. The service is the is the is the is the action that we provide backed up by the name brand, which is second to none. I mean, it, State Farm's the largest auto and homeowner insurer in the country still. Um, and it's the financial strength and the and the company name that is that way we're able to, to back up the actions and so and i'll tell you man it's it's not it's you not usually big things that upset people the most it's little things like well anyway you get it i mean you, you you're in sales and you're in service and you get it so well i i think i'm a lot like you i'm not i don't consider it sales i consider it i yeah. have something that is of value and if if you see the value, then it's then we can have further conversations. If you don't see the value, um, it, it's like that shirt you were telling me about for Harley Davidson, right? If I have to explain it, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting thing um, to, for listeners to to make sure they kind of take in is, you know, I've had to almost retrain my brain in the last, say, 10 years as the insurance industry gets more and more competitive, meaning more companies offering, you know, a product 
I have stopped using the word savings or we're cheaper or blah, 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 and really turned it into value because that's really what it's all about. If you're looking for the cheapest insurance company in the, in the, in the country, I'm not your guy. If you're looking for the best value that will take care of you and show up at your house if it's on fire, I'm your guy. Yeah. So would you say who or who would you say has the been the biggest influence on you? Because so much of what you do and how you do it comes from the philosophy that drives you forward, giving back to the community, mm-hmm. being the best mm-hmm. family uh, person that you can be. Right, providing value yeah. to your customers, um, that doesn't come from a slogan or a motivational poster. That comes from within, and generally, mm-hmm. those seeds are nourished by someone or someones. So, who's been mm-hmm. the biggest influence on your life? Oh, I would say it's my parents, hands down. Um, I I think I said something to this effect when I accepted the Citizen of the Year award. You know, serving the community it wasn't it wasn't something we did out of obligation when I was growing up. It was just the it was the way we it was life. That's the way we lived. And I can tell you countless stories about about situations where my dad, you know, my dad was a pastor and he directed the choir at a large church in central Illinois and, and just countless stories of how one person can make a difference in someone's life who needs it, whether they, you know, and so they're just, um, it, it was a, I I don't even want to say it was a philosophy. It's just the way life is. It's the way that, you know, I thoroughly convinced that really there's, one of the main reasons that you and I are here today is to enjoy a life that we've been blessed with, but also to take care of other people. And so I don't, I mean, the, answer, the simple answer is my folks. They just really, and today, you know, I lost my dad five years ago next month. And, uh, you know, he was, he was an amazing human and just, you know, it not perfect, perfectly imperfect actually, um, and my mom, you know, same heart for doing the right thing and 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 helping others, you know, well, taking care of ourselves as well. Um, so I, that's that's the best I can do as far as our bigger influencers is. And there's been some um, mentors along the way, executives at State Farm and things like that who have been good mentors. But um, I'd say that, that that who's given me the the way of life philosophy or outlook, it was my my book. Wow. Dads have a big, big, big impact uh, in all our lives, and that could be a whole other topic. And a, I mean, well, you sure. Know, um, and you know, fatherhood has kind of come under attack in a lot of areas. Um, but yep. uh, you know, there's n- nothing more important than our parents for sure. What are you curious about yeah. right now outside of work? Well, we don't have enough whiskey or time. Uh, to I'm just kidding. No. No, I I uh, I'll, I'll use one of my one of my many favorite Paulisms, and that is there's there really are just too many so many false narratives right now out in this country, and there are too few people thinking for themselves, 
and to many people believing whatever they hear on Facebook or King Five News or whatever it is. And I think um, we've got to get back to thinking for ourselves. And and you know, my daughter, seventeen, asked me the other day, "What you know? You hear these reports? People are starting fires on purpose. People are burning down cities. People are." They want cops to be dead and they want that and they, you know, there's racism and blah, blah, blah. And she said, what's the deal? And I said, it's a simple answer to a very, very, very complex problem. And I've told you this before and we've had these conversations, but we don't have a gun problem in this country. We don't have a drug problem in this country. We don't have a racism problem in this country. We don't have a enter here problem in this country. We have a heart problem in this country mm. and until the hearts get where they should be there's the complexity sort of because i don't have all the answers i have probably the answer that maybe not everybody will agree with and that is have a deep faith in a relationship with christ and you'll get your heart in the right place and so it doesn't bother me at all to say that because you know some people don't agree and that's cool um, but that's really, the, so if I think about what's going on today, that's my message for people is stop focusing on the wrong things mm -hmm. and focus mm -hmm. on this. This is what the problem is with this country and others is if your heart is right, you don't hate anyone. If your heart is right, you don't have such low self-esteem that you have to do this. If your heart is right, you don't, you know what I'm saying? I just don't know. I don't know how to get that message out better than, you know, talking to people one-on-one -on -one and, you know, cause if you go out in, in masses and you start saying things like that, it's, it's, it's just not well received. So for what it's worth. That's the same message from Martin Luther King was love. Love is what conquers, right? Um, yep, that's right. Same from Gandhi, right? Is that love, love is what conquers, right? And that was the yeah. same message of, of Christ was love. Right. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't, you know, don't um, uh, don't do to him what you wouldn't want done to you. Right. Yeah. And so that heart problem uh, where your heart is, you know, there will you be also right where your treasure is there. You, your heart will be also. And mm -hmm. um, when you line up your heart and your treasure, it's amazing what a wonderful life a person can have. Right. You're here. Absolutely. Well, listen, I've got a, well, you know, to, I've got a question go for you. I've got in my yeah. hands, you know, for those that may not be able to see, I've got a legacy <laughs> t-shirt here, right? And I'm going uh -huh. to wear this with, with, with pride, right? Outstanding. And if someone wants a copy of, to get in touch with you, they can contact you for State Farm. They can contact yes. you through the Muckle T.O., chamber of commerce or if they, they want a eat. fabulous band which is legacy <laughs> uh how do how do they get in touch with you via legacy you know if we so we're we're a bunch of old guys well there were three old guys who um don't pay a ton of attention to social media like the new stuff we have a facebook page and my 17 year old tells us that's just for old people um but uh but if you go to legacy Muckleteo. That's our Facebook handle, and you can instant message, and I, I check it a couple times a week. And you can also, if you want to get out of the house, um, we're going to try to do a few more kind of open practices before the rains come. And thanks for coming the other night. It was a blast.
and I hope you had a good time. Had a great so. time. And your daughter good. sings fabulous, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Freebird. Freebird. Got to add. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. For those that didn't know, I kept calling for Freebird. <laughs> and I won't, for those that don't know, I won't tell you what I kept saying to Paul <laughs> when he said that. So. <laughs> oh. oh, I love you, Matt. Well, my friend, uh, th too, thank you so much for this time. I mean, really, your message of hope regarding you know, students regarding uh, parenting, regarding getting your heart in the right place and focusing on that. And wherever you are, you know, make sure that you're present, you know, um, is terrific. So thank you very much for your time today, my friend. It is my pleasure. And I'll, I'll just give a plug for you too, is, you know, it, um, fortunately, but unfortunately, I also do the, the financial stuff. So I have I have my dough where, you know, where it needs to be right now. But for those that are listening, this gentleman has his heart in the right place. And um, um, he's very knowledgeable in his field. And uh, I'd trust him with all my dough. So thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah. All right. We will speak yeah. with you soon. Sounds good. Have a good afternoon. Until next time, this is Paul Ellis encouraging you to invest in what you love.